passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the official start of 2023 here at Post Wrestling. There is only one way to properly turn to a new calendar year, and that is with the annual MMA Prediction Show, a show that has spanned uh, multiple companies that I have worked for, multiple regime changes, and here we are, the man that, that joined us from year one at Post Wrestling, and we are proud to say the 10th anniversary of the MMA Prediction Show Going back to January of 2013, when this man joined me on his cell phone on vacation, taking time out to participate in the first of many MMA prediction games to come. Ariel Helwani, welcome back to Post Wrestling. Uh, the year doesn't officially begin until we do this. Number one, I remember being on the beach in 2013 when we did that. That's pre-Zoom, so we had to do it either via cell phone or, I guess, Skype. Uh, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I'm kind of blown away by that. I can't believe we've been doing this longer than my own MMA Hour Awards. Kind of blown away by that. Uh, but I do look forward to it. And for everyone that is wondering at home, yes, uh, John emailed me the invitation to come on. Did not text. Still the only person out there that uses email to invite people on his show. I sure don't do that. I haven't done that in maybe eight, nine years. And so here we are. And I honestly, I don't know what I'm more excited about. Am I more excited to see how I did or am I more excited to see the questions that you'll throw my way, I kind of lean towards the former because it's always fun to recap the year and see how I did. We're, we're going to get to your percentage, but let me ask you, uh, when I, I, I did send out the email to confirm you a few weeks back, yes. and then I sent you a reminder on a Monday at 1.56 p.m. Eastern time, and you did get back to me. Um, was was this a faux pas? I would not text you at such an hour on a Monday from one till five p.m. But an email during that time, uh, what was that uh, overstepping? Well, here's the bigger faux pas. The bigger faux pas is you not knowing that I didn't have a show on that Monday. Um, that would be that that would be accurate. That would right, be... <laughs> right. So there you go. So we were off on that Monday. So that's why I replied to you so quickly. What do you think I'm replying to you in the middle of my show? We were off on January second. Monday. That's why I replied so quickly. Um, and so, yes, it would have annoyed me had you texted me. Eh, not even annoyed because you're not. I would not have texted you during your show, but an email during the show. I feel that's less informal. That's at your convenience to get to. Sure. I do stare at it for a while and I have OCD and I like to have my emails. I currently have 41 and that's that drives me nuts. So I, I will get to zero by the end of the day. Um, I have OCD about this sort of thing. But, is that you know, number of emails or unread emails? Unread, unread. Okay. A lot of it is spam, though. Um, but, the, you know, you, you wouldn't believe... I mean, there's people like TST, uh, my longtime producer now, who texts me regularly during the show. In fact, I believe he waits until the show starts to ask me questions, which drives me up the wall. So, no, you didn't do anything wrong except for, you know, not knowing. You claim to be a fan of the program, yet you didn't know that we were off on that Monday. 
My week, my week has been off, but I, okay. I've definitely put my foot in my mouth right off, right off the top. So we're off to a, a rousing start here on the MMA Prediction Show. But we, we are happy to have you back, Ariel. And just to uh, put a bow on 2022, this oh, was yes. a year where uh, you were both uh, very much on top of the world in mixed martial arts, but very much, I would say, you're most involved in professional <laughs> wrestling as well. Yes, you yes. created some friends, you created some enemies, and you became, honestly, in both industries, like there are elements where you have become a news story. Are you comfortable in that, in that role that you have seen? Because you were like the subject of many stories this past year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're always uh, you're always taught and told, and I always believe in this that you're not supposed to be the story, right? I think you subscribe to this as well. Um, over time, though, you know, so much of what I do is me sitting in front of a microphone, and uh, you know, over time, I have gotten more comfortable sharing my opinion, weighing in on things, and so I do think that I have this balance of you know, interview guy, news guy, but also opinion guy, and I think that just speaks to media in 2022 2023 like it all kind of has evolved and i don't think there's anything wrong with wearing multiple hats i I think that uh you know if if you wear just one hat you're kind of selling yourself short so do i want to necessarily be the story no i'd rather not do i like weighing in on stories sure what has happened sometimes uh over the past year is i weigh on a story and that becomes a story and i guess you could say that the byproduct of you know, just being popular and people watching you in MMA. I don't think that necessarily became a thing. It certainly did become a thing in, in pro wrestling in particular with the AEW stuff, but that was a really weird thing just because I had been praising them for month and months. And then I say one negative thing and they all get so, um, so, you know, defensive about it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I certainly, I think people know me by now. I'm not a hot take artist. I don't seek this. I don't want it, but I am, uh, comfortable enough if it's for the right reasons and not obviously some sort of scandal or controversy that it will happen over time just because of all the time that I spend in front of the camera. Is is it something as well that I think where, I mean, I would certainly have the same kind of frustrations as you when you see figures that, I mean, your your whole thing has been that if you have a negative opinion of my work, fair game. But when there's lies, I mean, that to me is the point. It's very tricky where I don't think you want to necessarily be, have to be confrontational, but you are defending yourself. And I think that that is where, um, you know, you get this narrative attached to you and people run with this if you don't get your response out there. So I certainly sympathize with that, um, that reaction. I have the platform, right? I used to take the high road all the time and I used to let people you know, and and this really became a problem for me at ESPN, where I was like asked multiple times not to say things, and that's really really frustrating. Um, so I just don't do that anymore. But I'm not engaging. You know, I try to use my words very wisely, and I try to never ever make it personal. But man, uh, I think as I've exemplified over the past year, I'm not going to let people lie. I'm not going to let people make things up about me because we have seen how lies can become truths, right? We have we've seen how these things can spread. And, um, you know, I just don't want that to happen to me, especially when I'm in the right. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick up for myself. And I and I would urge everyone to do that. Did you find any appreciable difference, um, you know, with the pro wrestling audience versus the mixed martial arts audience? Did you see a lot of crossover just in terms of how they, um, you know, uh, took to your content and just delving more and more into the two industries? Because this past year was probably the most you've been involved on the pro wrestling front. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially with the BT stuff. Um, you know, obviously in MMA, I have over a decade's worth of, you know, content and, you know, relationships and, you know, just sort of equity with the audience. Right. Um, so I think that that says something, you know, like when the, the Patty stuff happens or the Brendan shop stuff happens, like, I think that the fans know me a lot better, so they have my back. Um, the wrestling fans to a degree don't know me. The ones who are like specifically wrestling fans, they don't know me as well. And so it's funny to read some of the things that they say about me or, you know, uh, when they're trying to form an opinion on me, clearly not knowing who I am. Um, that is, that is obviously different. Um, but you know, for the most part, you know, we're talking about like one little incident. I would say the BT stuff, you know, the, the triple H interview and, um, some of the other sit downs from the past year, Charlotte flair, et cetera. Like those all were really, really, I think well-received. Um, and I feel like, it was really cool to see like people who I didn't have any sort of relationship with either DM me or tweet me and be like, wow, I know this person, right? Like these are, you know, active wrestlers who I've never met, but I know of I'm like, wow, uh, they appreciate the work. They, um, they would say really nice things after the interviews, you know, let's be real. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for a broadcast partner and there's not a ton of traveling wrestling media. Right. Um, and it actually reminds me a lot of the early days co- covering the UFC where, you know, there's not a ton and, you know, maybe the quality isn't quite the same as in the other major sports. And so it was really nice after some of these longer sit downs um, where I'm talking to someone who I could tell doesn't know me beforehand. Like you could tell when someone knows you and they don't know you. And afterwards, they'd be like, wow, I really enjoyed that. I was like, yeah, well, thank you. I, you know, obviously came prepared and um, was looking forward to this and tried to ask, you know, thought-provoking questions so that was that was nice but it's 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 always tricky when you're like established in one sport and then you try to cross over into another sport there's obviously a big crossover between the two but uh i enjoyed the challenge the same i enjoy it when i did nba stuff free spn or a little bit of boxing stuff this past year i don't just want to be the mma guy so i am not um shying away from that uh but it is funny to read people's you know opinions and thoughts and 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 tweets and stuff on you when they clearly don't know who you are as opposed to the MMA fans who at least have 10 plus years of you know opinions on me like I said equity on me and all that stuff it's it is funny to see the difference well we are going to get into uh... oh can i just say one more thing i apologize for um interrupting one big thing that i should have said was it it was this even comes up with the 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 BT stuff because that's usually you know WWE related. Um, and to steal a phrase from our friend Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the tribalism. Uh, I, I I had heard about it, but I never I was never subjected to it. Right? There is none of that in MMA. Meaning, there's no like pro hardcore UFC fans and pro hardcore Bellator fans. And you know there are certainly fans. And I have heard you know since day one, oh you're a shill for this, but. It is totally different in MMA, excuse me, in pro wrestling. Like mm-hmm. there's the pro WWE, the pro AEW, the normal people like you and I, and like we all watch and like everything, but uh, I had never been subjected to that tribalism, uh, which I think is a fascinating thing. And I kind of wish there was some of that, and maybe not to the extreme, some of that to a degree in MMA where there were like massive, passionate fan bases of all the different leagues. Um, being subjected to that was a really interesting experience. 
One last thing on this, because it is like uh, an interesting position here where and you explain this in length at your show. But going back to Extreme Rules, this was the show Daniel Cormier was involved with. And they asked you to voice the video package for and you were not compensated for this. But was that something that you believed that I'm going to get some grief for this? Or was this uh, unexpected that there was was going to be a pocket of people who look at it that way? And and conversely, like if this was a scenario in MMA, do you draw a further line given oh, yeah. that is your day to day coverage as a as as a reporter on the Yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a great question. I'm happy you asked that because I because because the the AEW Tony Khan thing happened around that time, which was crazy timing. Um, they asked me to do that, and I said right away that I didn't want to get paid for it. That I was just you know here's the difference. Like I, I'm a you know, a lifelong pro wrestling fan, right? I, this reminds me of my childhood. So to to hear myself or to be a part of the like, this is a bucket list thing, right? For 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 someone like stuff, I don't consider myself a wrestling journalist like you, like Way, like Sean Ross Sapp, like Meltzer, like Brian. I don't consider myself a wrestling journalist, even when I do the sit downs. Um, I think that I am practicing journalism. I think that I'm interviewing all that stuff. But as you know, like I don't cover the wrestling beat. Um, and I don't really have an interest in covering the wrestling beat. So, by the way, initially they said, like, you're silly. Take the money. Why wouldn't you? And I was like, no, I just feel better about this because I have the experience of blurring those lines. Mm-hmm. I would never do it in MMA. I, I feel very strongly about that. Um, but and, – and I've actually turned it down uh, recently – uh, multiple times post you know the ufc fox thing but like it, it has come up a lot and there have been times where i'm like should i just stop having like who 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 am i answering to here but this is just a thing that i don't want to blur these lines okay um in pro wrestling i don't view myself in the same way i don't know if that's right or wrong i don't know if that like disappoints people or or even I, you know even how you feel about that but i don't view myself as a pro wrestling journalist i i do think that i you know I, like I said, I practice journalism when I'm asking questions and, and I try to take it very seriously, like the Triple H interview. I'm very proud of it. But I didn't feel like that was breaking any rule because I just don't view myself as a wrestling journalist. Now, I'm a fan. I'll, I'll talk about it uh, on my show. I'll do the interviews. I do the stuff for BT. I'm sort of a hired gun for them. Um, I did resign with them, by the way. So that is good. I'll, I'll be doing Oh, is, that, is that an exclusive? That is an exclusive. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, are, are you going to Are you going to Inglewood in in April for WrestleMania? Oh yeah, will That's you be good. there? I will not. I don't think. But I am going to uh, Montreal in February oh. for Elimination Chamber, um, which should be a, a very. Let, let me know if you go. I, yeah. me, me and Way are going to go out for for that one. It's uh, it, it's just tough. It, it, like WrestleMania, it's honestly a lot easier to cover at home and it's just it, yeah. it's a big trip to undergo we uh we, we don't have the uh the spm no, behind us but none, nonetheless it hey, is neither uh, do i by the way well you're uh you're a big mover and shaker you know what i mean uh yes i am i'm, I'm going to the rumble as well in san antonio so i okay. usually go to the uh you know the tentpole ones um anyway i don't consider myself and you know it's it's funny i i've actually thought of this in in, in um I thought of this after the extreme rules thing. So the you know the you know it's funny. I'm sorry for rambling here, but I no never no I appreciate this answer. And you're yeah obviously the extreme rules thing. I actually agreed to that. Believe it or not, before I knew DC was involved, and I hadn't said yes yet. And then when I saw that he was involved, I was like, oh man, this is just too perfect. 
I actually really wanted to go, but I was going to, I was going to Toronto and Buffalo for this big weekend for my birthday. So I did it and I watched it and it was, it was great. And, uh, after I saw the reaction, but also after I watched it and I saw that like the bells and whistles that they put on it, on the package, the joy that I felt was so immense that I was like, wow, like I'm so excited about this and it makes me feel a certain way. It was the first time, uh, honestly, in a very long time. I, I did I did apply in 2005 where I was like, I wonder what, you know, like, is this a bucket list thing for me? Like, do I need to do this at some point? You know, like ESPN was a bucket list thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing NBA was a bucket list thing. And by the way, when I say bucket list, I'm talking about like doing something in pro wrestling, more so than BT stuff. Like, do I really need to pursue this? Because I just derived so much joy from it and it was just so fun to be a part of the show and i was like wow do i do i actually need to pursue this so anyway those are my thoughts i don't know if you feel any differently or you were disappointed it seemed like uh my friends alvarez and Meltzer were disappointed in me but you know what are you gonna do uh, listen i'm i look at you and your your compass when it, when it comes to journalistic ethics i rate extremely high like near the highest like i have privately uh, sought out your advice on on different things so i look at that it's it, to me like i'm just going to say personally myself would not would not do that yeah. but i can also understand like you and i are in, in different positions when it comes to professional wrestling and i think similar to you that y- you would not cross that line for ufc which is your your day-to-day coverage yeah, I mean, you you're, you do a completely different thing than I do, um, and that's fine. And we we all have to you know look at ourselves in the mirror. It, it was an interesting thing, and again, the timing of it all was uh, was just wild, right? Like I do the Tony thing; it was like all within a week, crazy. Um, but you know, who knows? Maybe I'll show up as a manager or something. All, all possible. Why DC, not? Josh Barnett. I mean, all, Why not all me? open possibilities. Are 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 the children still? Where, where's the wrestling uh, fandom? Yeah, Is has you. it dipped? Are they all like Buffalo Bills, World Cup fever? Dipped would be putting it very, oh, very boy. mildly. That's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, they did stumble upon uh, John Cena returning this past Friday uh, or two Fridays ago. Um, Time flies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they did stumble upon that. Uh, you will learn this as, as your kids get older. Um, and, and you probably experience a little bit of this. Uh, kids... Maybe it's a boy thing. I don't know. My daughter's still a little young to like. Really, they get into things and then they really get into things, oh, right? Dude, like, and, it's yeah. my my household is Sonic and the Wiggles between a okay. five year old and a two year old. There it is. So Sonic will maybe evolve into Pokemon. Will maybe evolve into the maybe evolve into wrestling when he see you know. So there was a period, uh, summer of 2020, where it was all wrestling. Like I'm telling you, we're going to the stores. We're buying. I mean, we have like 50, 60 toys, we're, and we're buying like Nakamura toys, and we're buying this and that, blah blah blah. Uh, that is non-existent um, now. The heart, like, and it's actually kind of exciting for me is they love soccer so much that they tell me things. Like they tell me who won. They tell me who's on whose team. Like they're following it, which is great because when I was their age, I used to do the same about basketball. So that's the thing now, and. Um, yeah, it it was it was fun while it lasted. I do blame one of their one their best friends had, uh, and I say this to them, so I'm not talking behind their back. Their best friends, they got their best friends into it, so they have best friends who are their age. And um, I think the parents weren't too happy about it. And I think the parents planted a seed that it was fake. And I think that burst the bubble very very quickly. 
Uh, and I tell the parents, I'm like, you, you know, you could have just let this go on for a couple more years so I could enjoy it. We had one WrestleMania. And the one WrestleMania that we watched live, by the way, was the freaking one in Tampa where they had the rain delay. So we had this big party and oh, wow. they had to kill 45. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's already getting late. And now I have to listen to bad promos from the guys to kill time. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Well, uh, I want to be uh, respectful of your time here, so yes, we're going to we we're going to dive into things. Uh, just uh, a quick refresher from year one. Some of the predictions I threw out to you in 2013 wow. included uh, Michael Bisping challenging for the middleweight title. Uh, that would come years later. Uh, what I say? And, true, true or false? You, you said likely. You likely, said likely. Wow. Okay. Uh, Anderson Silva being middleweight champion by the end of that year on New Year's Eve. You said likely, uh, but then a a certain. Uh, New Yorker named Chris Weidman, a uh, former uh, background guest to John Vellante, made his way onto the scene. Uh, Johnny Hendricks getting a title shot before the end of the year. You said unlikely, but in fact, Johnny Hendricks would get a title fight near the end of the year. You were very high on the idea. The 20th anniversary of the UFC, November 2013. It's got to be the Madison Square Garden debut. Ah. <laughs> Off by three years, but it would eventually wow. happen. Um, New York Rick becoming co-host of the MMA Hour. You said unlikely to that scenario. And uh, we're amazed that we were talking about uh, New York Rick on the show. Yeah. And your dream guest for a walk and talk in 2013 was Nick Diaz in Stockton, California. Wow. Nick, not Nate. Nick, yes. Yeah. This was 2013. This was uh, two months before the George St. Pierre fight. A real time capsule. Very much so. So now we make our way to uh, last year's predictions. And uh, we are going to – we will give you your score at the end of this. But to give everyone a, a a recap of the last few years. So 2017, you hit 70%. 2018, there was uh, some performance enhancing as Ariel jumped up to 80%. And then 2019, things were just firing on all cylinders and Ariel Hawani hit 84%. Wow. His accuracy was tremendous. But then uh, we were just at the early, earliest stages of the pandemic. Uh And I could sense Ariel was looking at a long year ahead. 2020 fell to 71%. And the pandemic persisted throughout the whole year. 2021, again, 71%. So will he break the 71% curse? That's what I had last year, 71%? 71% the last two years. Jeez. So we will see how, how you fare. So do you want to go through the ones? Let's go through the ones you got incorrect first. Okay. Okay. I will tell you it is a shorter list than the ones you got correct. The New York Knicks miss the NBA playoffs, and they would, in fact, you said unlikely to this, uh, they finished 11th. This is this is me, you know, choosing with my mind, not my heart, blah, 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 yeah. or opposite. 10 or more UFC fight nights take place outside oh. of the UFC apex. This was a year ago. Ariel saying, of course, I mean, we're, we're getting back to crowds. We got to get at oh. least 10, 10 shows. How eight, silly. eight times did a fight night take place outside of those walls. I know you have a soft spot for Crazy. the UFC apex, but they did not hit double digit figures of fight nights. How about this one in January? I giving you the scenario that a Paul brother wrestles at WrestleMania in Texas. Wow. And you said, no way, unlikely. There is no way Logan or Jake would, would stoop to such a level. Did I say that? Wow. Yes. Um, That's crazy in retrospect. And, and at the time, Logan wasn't even signed, right? No, no, he was not. They didn't start that. I, I'm trying to remember because I, I began to hear whispers of that. But I, don't th- I honestly believe I, did. I was not aware of that one when I gave that scenario. Oh, so. you're saying you asked me with knowledge? I don't think I did have knowledge. Right, not right. that early in the year. 
Nate Diaz becomes a free agent. Oh, and I said unlikely. You said unlikely. What the hell? I was I was talking about that story all year. This is crazy. Are you sure you're not mixing up likely and unlikely? Uh, this the, the this is the record. This is the the note right. of record. Max Holloway moves to the lightweight division. You did say likely. Stipe Stipe Miocic fights. Not a fight from Stipe throughout 2022. And the last one, an on the record interview with Nikisa Bedarian. Uh huh. Did not happen in in uh, 2022. What did I say? Likely or unlikely? You said likely. I always get you with those interviews because you, you never say unlikely to a uh, an, an interview potential. By the way, so. got pretty damn close. End of the Ooh, year. Oh, did End you, of the year it? got pretty damn close. It might not even be that that far away, to be honest. So I almost in, that in, right. in studio? Has to be in studio. I think you have to do a lengthy one with him. I mean, yeah. Yes, I don't know would. if a lot of people would uh, appreciate how big of an interview it would be, but I think the real insiders would. I think it'd be one that maybe there would be uh, a, a bit of like, who is this guy? But it would be the talk of the industry afterwards. If if he just like opens the doors right, right, of, right. Uh, of what he is willing to talk about. But are you ready to sit back? I hope you have a drink for all the ones you got correct. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is just your, your ego is just going to grow and grow. Let's from go. This. Let's go. The Toronto Raptors miss the NBA playoffs. You were correct. They were number 10 in the East. Wait, is this correct? No. They have to be... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did I say here? The Toronto Raptors miss the NBA playoffs. Do I have this wrong? They did not make the playoffs. Yes. If my memory serves me correct, but I think they were below 10. They... I, I have something else written here. Finish fifth, out in the first round to Philadelphia. Does that sound well, you're correct? You're right. Yes. yes. Okay. So I have this make... down as correct. I should I should definitely have uh, reread this one. Uh, I, wait. It, so what did I say? You, I, I just have the, the, you had said uh, unlikely that they would miss the NBA playoffs. They so made I the playoffs. Did worse than 71%. No, no, no. You got this correct. You got oh, this I correct. Okay, I, okay. I, I have worded this wrong, got but it, you, got you got this one right. All right, all right. Uh, Major League Baseball opening day happens on time. This was the threat of the, the work stoppage, uh, but they did, in fact, start on, on time. Uh, so you were optimistic there and correct. Can I be honest? It was, it was actually like a, a few days later. Don't tell me that. Was I swear. It, was it, it really it, off by a day? It was off by and it was off by like four or five days. Like it was supposed to start on a Sunday and it started on a Thursday or something. It was off. Every so the the whole calendar was off. The World Series ended later, All Star Game ended later, but by like less than a week, so I did not get that right. Is your less conf- than seventy one percent. Is your confidence in me dropping as we continue? I don't know what's on the, going on, on here. You're this like the, the Doug Crosby of this, uh, oh, unlikely. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Well, you know, I only had like 10 seconds to put this right, all together, right, 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 and right, it takes right. five seconds to write down these right. scenarios. So that, that really only gives me half a second to judge. Phil Jackson returns to work for an NBA franchise. You said Easy. unlikely. Easy. And Phil, Phil Jackson remaining on the sidelines. Will, will we see him? He is, uh, I think, 77 years old now. Is he, no. uh, is he done with 11 rings? I mean, maybe he's like a consultant or something, but yeah, he's done. Head coach time is over. Yeah. The Toronto Blue Jays start their season playing outside of Canada. Not a road game, but actually yeah, not yeah, having yeah. access in Toronto. You said unlikely to this, and yes, the, the Rogers Center was open for business. Oh, yeah. How about this? Okay, this was all the talk in November of 2019. The Mark Kerr documentary is released by, uh, or the film is released by yeah. Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks production. You said unlikely. Not a peep. Not a peep about this. I they know. made such a big deal about this during that Madison Square Garden uh, card with Dwayne Johnson there uh, to present the BMF title. 
I, I've heard nothing about this nothing. thing. I, I, I think it's just uh, forgotten about completely. Yeah. Although I am thankful for that announcement because that announcement led to him coming on the show. That's right. Well, maybe you can send him a follow-up tweet and yeah. say, hey, how about an update uh, some yeah. <laughs> three years later? <laughs> this is amazing. You have an interview with Syracuse alumni and soon-to-be author Brian Gortz. Wow. You said likely. I think we knew his book was coming out, so there was a, re- there was a chance that this one. Did we? Um, I don't – I think – well, I wrote down here soon to be author. So at least the news okay. of a, uh, that he would be writing a book was, was out there. Okay. Uh, but you did. I think Brian Gortz, I have never seen somebody do a tour to – a media tour de force like this guy. He was interviewed by everybody. You great. were the first interview I saw, though, of anybody. Really? And oh, he wow. must – I'm not kidding. He must have done like 45 podcast interviews promoting that book. He went everywhere. It's the way you got to do it. Uh, did you enjoy talking to him? I, I did. I did. Yeah, it was great. What insight, right? And uh, it seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I made the mistake of saying, hey, could you uh, stop by for like uh, 25 minutes or so? And I put like yeah. a time cap on it. I was like, this guy would have sat down for 90 minutes if, yeah, I, had, why would you do that? if I had wanted. So, yeah, I, I saw your interview first. I was like, oh, he got a lot here. So I purpose I didn't want to listen because I was like, man, I'm he's no. going to hit on so many things. But right, you right. did a very good job in that interview. Kayla Harrison fights Amanda Nunez. You said no chance. And no, that fight did not occur. Charles Oliveira is lightweight champion at the end of the year. You said unlikely. Wow. Oliveira, no title at the end of the year. Combined fights between John Jones and Conor McGregor for the UFC is three. Three or greater. You said unlikely. We didn't get one fight between either of these guys in 2022. Conor McGregor fights for a title. You were not budging. You were not expecting any activity from one Conor McGregor. An unlikely there as well. Bellator's Bantamweight Grand Prix is completed by the end of the year. Oh, They had just announced this, and yeah. you said unlikely. Yeah. And we still have a final uh, between yeah. uh, Rafion Stotts and Patchy Mix still to come. So, you know, uh, Scott Coker, he loves these Grand Prix, but they, they take up more than one calendar. Too much. Too much. Too long. AJ McKee has a boxing fight with Showtime. Hmm. This was uh, some of his talk after the uh, the first Patricio fight. Unlikely, you said, and no, no boxing fights from one AJ McKee. Then I got a little creative. Exactly 10 years after their fight at UFC 145, John Jones and Rashad Evans become training partners again. Hmm. All this time later, water under the bridge. No, as a man that was there in the gym for said moment that uh, your broadcaster of choice nearly edited out and totally (laughs) changed history and would have led to these two being best friends for the rest of time. No, it all came apart at the seams because of uh, uh, you intercepting your editor. An unlikely. And no, Rashad Evans and John Jones, maybe on better terms than 10 years ago, but not training together Mm -hmm. that we're aware of. Mm -hmm. Dustin Poirier fights for the UFC welterweight title. Whoa. An, an unlikely front from you, not expecting uh, Dustin Poirier mm. to uh, move up in weight class. Daniel Cormier is inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Wow. Nailed it. Yes, likely. I did not add if you would get a shout out during the speech oh, and, that's and, the, and that, that you would be the there deal. like sting in the rafters uh, yeah. <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> Chris Jericho has a wrestling match with Jorge Masvidal in AEW. Wow. If you remember, they did this big angle yeah, where yeah. Masvidal took him out, and it just went nowhere. It, it went, went nowhere. nowhere. Like, they did the ATT feud, but Masvidal never came back, and uh, this this just went nowhere. It was like... The whole I, ATT feud kind of just, like, died, right? It was odd. It was... um, 
It got really like Dan Lambert was like entertaining guy, but just in some weird feuds where it was. Yeah, it just got all muddied. The page also, what thing has gone. No, she's yeah. gone. She's just. Oh, is she out? She has not been on there for months. I think she did like the one match and that yeah. was about it. Was it even a singles match? It was a tag match, as I recall. Yeah. yeah. Paige Van Zandt wrestles in AEW. You did say likely. She did huh. do the match. So that was in there. Yeah. And the last one that you were correct in, Eagle FC lands a TV deal on a notable cable network in the U.S. Unlikely. And uh, Eagle FC. Yeah, where are they at? Did not soar on their U.S. rights no. deal. So did there you have period. it. So of the 25, um, we're, we're going to give you the Major League Baseball one because uh, I'm not redoing the math here. Right. That, that was my mistake. Mm. 72%. You outbeat last year by a percentage point. I'm, Consistency. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taking it as a loss, to be honest. I need to, I need to bounce back big. All right. Well, we have a brand new list uh, put together here. And to honor the 10th anniversary, we're going to do a bonus game at the oh. end. Okay, I'm going to throw that one at you as well. But let, let us get into things with our likely or unlikely scenarios for 2023. Number one, near and dear to your heart, the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl. They don't have to win this game. They just have to make it to the You know game. what I'm going to say with these. I will always say likely. I will always say likely. This is a game of head versus heart. I know. I, I can never, ever, ever. Because imagine if, imagine if I said unlikely and then they made it, people would come out of the woodwork. But I actually believe it this time, so... Likely. Okay. Vince McMahon does a sit-down interview. With? Anybody. Wow. I thought you were going to say with me. That would be something. Um, well, you would McAfee? count if you, if you get this. Uh, would, would McAfee be the most likely? It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Mac, what is McAfee's position in the company now? I don't know. Is he supposed to come back? He is supposed to come back, yes. He is? Once, uh, Once the season's done. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll say, wow, that's a tough one. I'm, I'll say unlikely. An unlikely on Vince McMahon doing a, a sit-down interview. It would be fascinating. By the way, shout out to uh, WrestleNomics. Great podcast. I listened to it on the post-wrestling feed of uh, you know the recap of all that. They do a tremendous job. Yeah, uh, Brandon Thurston, Jesse Collings, yeah. and uh, Chris Gullo. They, it, it's a tremendous show. And yet Brandon, on on Christmas Day, put out a, a audio documentary going through the whole Vince McMahon story oh, I love the audio from the past year. I really liked having all of it just together so you really get the, oh, it's amazing. the whole chronology. It's a fascinating year when you look back, not just the exit, but everything that led up to it and the Did you changing that? in power. I was not involved in that. That was okay. all Brandon. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I saw Brandon... I saw him on the Vice uh, Vince. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He did a great job there, too. Shout out. The XFL has a second season. So it's going to be launching in uh, yeah. a- after the NFL season. This is Dwayne Johnson's latest project. And Could you imagine if, again, they go through just one season? How many times will that be? Uh, I'll say likely. Okay. Likely on a second XFL season. <laughs> the Mark Kerr movie comes out. <laughs> comes out? How about, no. How about... A trailer, okay? We'll give you a trailer, uh, okay? Unlikely. I don't, I don't think this thing's ever going to see the light of day. Unlikely. Okay. Mark Kerr. We need to uh, find out what's going on. Yeah, what's going on? All right. So we are uh, potentially days away from the premiere of this. Power Slap gets a second season uh, on TBS. Unlikely. Unlikely. I mean, there's still the potential it might not get a first season. We will, we okay. will see this this Wednesday. 
Dana White and Gary Brecca of 10X Health Systems release a health and or fitness product. <laughs> I had no idea who Gary Brecca was until you said 10X. Uh, what a bizarre thing. Jeez Louise. What, what is this world that we're living in? Uh, I'll say unlikely. Unlikely. The quote on the product will be, are you someone that gets scammed? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. Nate Diaz has a boxing fight. The free agent. Oh, my God. I'll say likely. Likely on the boxing front. Manny Pacquiao fights for Ryzen. He has this boxing fight in a Ryzen does that, ring. Does that count? Yes. Does the boxing exhibition count? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll say likely. Bo Nickel goes undefeated in 2023. Likely. Likely. Very high on one Bo yeah. Nickel. Yeah. Gordon Ryan has an MMA fight. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I'll say unlikely. They were giving him quite the uh, quite the spotlight uh, re- recently. Yeah. Really, yeah. really smart with the fight pass thing. He, he um, is the guy to um, you know if, if you're going to tap on somebody yeah. to cross over, he's the guy to do it with. At the end of the calendar year, AJ McKee is a Bellator fighter. Wow, um, that's a great one. Uh, I'll say likely. Kayla Harrison is a PFL fighter at the end of the calendar year. Unlikely. Ooh, unlikely. I'm always hoping we'll we'll get some uh, erroneous headline out of this. Ariel Hawani states. Yeah, can can I just uh, reiterate that these are predictions? This is no. There's no reporting behind. Sometimes you ask me something I know, but like. None of like AJ, Kayla. I mean, we know Kayla has two fights left. She's not going to be in the tournament. Yada, yada. We're going to stay on the PFL subject. PFL okay. runs two pay-per-view events or more in 2023. Unlikely. Two or more. Unlikely. It's a we, have, we have heard no numbers from that pay-per-view that I cannot fathom any, any appreciable I like, number. I mean, purchased. I put the line at like 8K. I'll set the line at that. I'm not sure. I, I, I feel like it's an under. Yeah, it was um, just not a pay-per-view ready product. I think that's not a pay-per-view ready product, not a pay-per-view day. You know, Black Friday, there was a lot going on in sports. Um, they didn't have the names. They didn't, you know, it's just it was just ill-advised. The whole thing was ill-advised. Is this something where this will be tied to Kayla needing to fight on pay-per-view or is that strictly it is to no. PFL's decision of whether they yeah. run on pay-per-view or, or not? Okay. Um, okay. Here's here's one that we, we will see. A tag team match involving Daniel Cormier and Cain Velasquez. Huh. Uh, unlikely. Unlikely. Is Cain the Velasquez, question a tag team match will happen? A tag involving? team match will happen, whether it be a triple A you imagine DC and AAA? Uh, um, DC doesn't know what AAA is. He, he thinks AAA is like, you know, the farm system for baseball. Um, no, unlikely. TJ Dillashaw comes out of retirement. <sighs> Has the whole year to make yeah. such an announcement. I mean, the question is, does he come out of retirement in 2023, right? Not just in general. Announces a intention to come back. I guess, I guess it, the barometer would be reentering the USADA pool. Yeah, I'll say unlikely. I do think he comes back. I just don't know if it happens this year. Paige Van Zant has a wrestling match or a fight. 
or an MMA fight or anything, boxing, whatever. Anything. Um, Pro wrestling match, bare knuckle, MMA, boxing. I'll say likely. Okay. Okay, this, this is a bit of a trick question. Henry Cejudo retires again. So he comes back and he retires again within this year. Why is it a trick question? Well, it's uh, we're we're still awaiting the the oh, return, so to speak, retirement. and that this he'll go through the whole cycle this year. Yeah, uh, I'll say unlikely. Okay. Unlikely that he retires again. All right, we're now uh, we're now going into your. Uh, well, there will be more on on this later. But Pat McAfee leaves the WWE. Pat McAfee leaves the WWE, like meaning he has no ties to them whatsoever. Yes, he he is done as a. Uh, we will say he is uh, done as a broadcaster. Maybe he has some loose affiliation with the company, but in terms of a week-to-week uh, talent, uh, that that comes to an end. Just too many enticing offers on the table, too rather than going on. flying say, to SmackDown every week. Now, like if he wrestles at WrestleMania, does that count? Um, well, we will. Uh, by by the end of the year, he is he is not doing any any WWE work. Period. Not even the one. Not even the SummerSlam match, the one-off Rumble appearance. By the way, do you feel like I feel like he's going to show up at the Rumble? Uh, that'd be a pretty good pop, right? Uh, in the Rumble or on the broadcast? Like on the Rumble as one of the thirty. I I think that's that's a totally logical yeah. uh, return for him to actually be in the Rumble. That'd be fun. Um, that'd be actually amazing. Uh, I'll say. So wait, how'd you phrase it? I say he does. I say he does have s- still an affiliation. So is that likely? Well, it'd be unlikely that he leaves the WWE. Got it, got it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it down there. I, yeah. I think WWE. He is one guy. They will they will bend over backwards and give him whatever he wants. Yeah. I think they they love him and will take him in any as they should. Yeah, a hundred percent. Bellator has a second card on CBS. You know, uh, a very underreported story on this whole Bellator CBS thing is, and you may remember him because you pay attention to this stuff. You remember Kelly Call? Yes. Kelly Call, longtime CBS programmer slash executive, who was really the one who was instrumental in bringing MMA to CBS back in the Elite XC days and then the Strike Force days. Did you know that I'm? I think it's like as of the first of this month, Kelly Call has left CBS. I read about he he was leaving. Yeah, the, the company. He was instrumental in bringing Bellator, and then shortly thereafter, the announcement was that he was parting ways. So. That's a huge story. Like that's he's like a like an unsung hero in the history of MMA on network television. Um and I I personally think he's just a great guy. He was always very nice to talk to and whatnot. Um so that being said, I do wonder if you know this one on February fourth uh is like a one off because he's not there putting it. So I'm actually gonna say wait, how did you phrase it? They have a second card on CBS. I'll say unlikely. Yeah, I think it's a very important show for Bellator that I just feels think like there's no momentum, right? They are so cold, I yeah. feel. And, you know, there was the Paramount Network era, and then the thought was, well, they're going to Showtime now. And you see what the audience is. It's just, it is a consumer base that they get their MMA fill. And if you're trying to be the secondary company, I just think it's, it's a very steep uh, yeah. number two that you have. And,. Yeah, we will see how hard that they that they CBS need, they need promotes to freshen this as well. It up. They really need to freshen it up, and uh, I know that's easier said than done. But 
Strike Force Elite XC, they had women. They had something different, right? They had a different feel. Uh, they don't have any of that. They don't have, you know, and even like Strike Force Elite XC, like they had the Lawlers of the world, the Nick Diaz's of the world. You know, they had a mix of familiar faces, fun fighters, women, like enough different stuff. Beltor just doesn't have enough of that. They had the Gary Shaw effect. They had the Gary Shaw effect. And Scala, of course. Of course, Scala. Laura Sanko is part of the commentary team for either a UFC pay-per-view or a UFC fight night. On likely. the act- on commentary, likely. Okay, we will see in 2023. Chris Cyborg has more featherweight title fights in Bellator than Amanda Nunez does in UFC. Huh. God, that's a really tough one. Uh, I mean, it might both be zero. Yeah, if Cyborg has one, she she might clinch it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Bellator is that interested in bringing her back. Like, she keeps talking about it, and I guess they signed Sarah McMahon. I'll say likely, but, I mean, talk about something that people just don't really seem to care about, right? Yeah, these divisions are, I mean, hanging on by a thread. It's pretty much these these yeah. one-fighter divisions, and we'll see. I, I am actually surprised that they have not uh, – well, I – I feel like there are some bantamweights that, I mean, God, you, you move up in weight, you're almost guaranteed a title fight if the cycle works out. Yeah, but out. you need someone else. You need, yeah, you need, you need a, a partner. Yeah. Donald Cerrone is inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Wow. That's a good one. Uh, I could see it happen. I think it would be very weird if it happened so soon, right? Um, I mean, who who is on their Rolodex that would be of, yeah. that that is a UFC Hall of Fame headliner for them i mean they've, they've gone through quite a few it's I'm not like this unlikely. long list yeah i'll say unlikely too soon i wonder if dana still holds a, a grudge because of the mmaa thing you know yes the uh the remnants of that week in mixed martial arts one of the history. great weeks <laughs> i mean what a i'm just still not a... sure if the eye injury was real or not remember that <laughs> the picture Yes, yes. This is our yearly discussion. Was was it real? If you if you get one more, if Don, Donald Cerrone sits down with you, that's just a yeah. one question interview, and that was it real or not? Yeah. What was this? What, what happened here? Brock Lesnar is not And also, I just want to know if if Bjorn still has the pry tapes in his uh, in his garage. Uh, I think they were shipped to Mexico. That's uh, that's where the tapes were, uh, are are lying. Brock Lesnar is inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Mm, that's an interesting one. Golly. Do, do they call out that one? They, they, I mean, you're right. There aren't a ton of uh, A-listers out there. I think Brock should be in the UFC Hall of Fame, to be honest. Um, They're obviously never doing Frank at this point. I think that, sh- that ship yeah. has, has gone. The Jens Pulver one is super weird to me. Like, he, he does stuff for Fight Pass. He seems to be in good, you know, uh, graces with them. Um, the Brock one is a really interesting one. Can you see me now? I'll still say no. Unlikely. How did you how did you like the ceremony just going there in, in person this past year? I will say it was a lot better. It was a lot better because I'd been to some of the previous ones. I hadn't been in the last couple, obviously. Um it was it was nicer. Like I thought the set design was cool. Um it was tighter. I think doing it at T Mobile is crazy because it was so empty. Um, I think WWE, like I went to WWE's as well. Remember I was there for uh mania and it was after SmackDown. So I think it's a smart way to do it. I think at this it was point smart, it's... but I will say this. Um, it was smart in that you had a full crowd there in yep. a big arena 
it felt less prestigious to me than it being its own night. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I had just seen some of these guys like all sweating the ring and now they're dressed up like it did. something felt off about it. Um, so I don't know if that's the right answer, but I, I think having it in a smaller, quaint, you know, filled arena or venue theater, whatever you want to call it, makes a lot more sense than having it at T-Mobile. So I do think they're getting on the right track. And I think Anik does a good job with it and all that stuff. Um, it was it was weird though because like the Cub Cub was being inducted for fight, which I thought was too soon, and also his speech. I love Cub, but like his speech was almost like he was being inducted as a Hall of Famer, which is weird to me, right? Um, then you have Ali inducting Khabib. You know, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I don't know how else to describe it, but I will say much felt nicer and more regal and bigger than the ones I had been to in the earlier days. How about on the ground floor at the fan expo? You, you didn't like that, that aesthetic back in the day when they were in duck guys. Oh uh, yeah. At, at the like on expo? the Sunday after the event. Yeah. That you was could watch great. it on someone's like cell phone. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I, w- I was even thinking about like when they did it at the park MGM with Sakuraba, that was a cool one. Yeah. Uh, when Sakuraba showed up, but even like the, the, the stage that time was, yeah. So they, they've certainly come a long way from the Sunday afternoon at the expo, like when everyone's hung over after the big event, doing it on the Thursday is the perfect day for it. You know, remember they had the brief, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. Oh yeah. Disaster. To me, it was just too much MMA Friday, Saturday even was a little bit. I like it when there was like an Invicta on a Friday, you know, something smaller. Still don't understand why a cage warriors or an LFA or someone like that doesn't do that, but whatever. Uh, but doing it on the Thursday to me makes all the sense in the world. Um, I just didn't like it at, at T-Mobile, it was just too empty, you know? You could do Power Slap in the afternoon. Oh, jeez. Hall of Fame at night, and then you go into the pay-per-view on Saturday. Since we got all meta on, like, covering things and journalism and ethics, how do you feel about MMA media covering this slap organization? I, I don't understand why we're, we're seeing this. Why, why am I getting this on my MMA news feeds? I, I can't give you, like, a strong answer. It's something that, I mean... Uh, I, I'm going to watch out of curiosity the first episode, but I have no desire to cover this in, in any way, nor do I feel. Will you cover it? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not planning to at all. Like I would not, I, I don't have an interest in this. And I think that it's one where um, I, I think it's probably just a, a belief that this is going to somehow have a, an appeal because Dana White is uh, attached to it. And it's almost like this, it's UFC adjacent and therefore we cover it, but it's, I think it's very bizarre to uh, be putting resources towards this. Like if it was a standalone, like slap fight finals, are are we really going to like budget to send reporters <laughs> and no. like to cover this like on its own? No one would cover it. No, no one would cover it. I would even go a step further. I wonder, I find it very weird that the Nevada state athletic commission is sanctioning this, it's but insane. they won't, but they won't sanction BKFC. Right. Right. Yeah. How's right. that possible? I, I don't get it at all. I don't get it. Like we have uh, guys that can get knocked out, but then they get a chance to respond with, with a slap afterwards. Where I, I don't know. It just seems to me like this will be a uh, a Dana White business failure at, at the end of it. But we'll see. Cheeto pancakes. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna stay in that same kind of vicinity. The Nelk Boys host alternate commentary. On the Contender Series. There's an alternative broadcast hosted by the Nelk Boys. It's actually not a horrible idea, to be honest. Um, And I could see them doing it, but I'll say unlikely. 
No, okay. only because I don't see the I don't see ESPN being okay with it, but I could see like the UFC being for something like this. All right, something that you have been uh, preaching throughout the year. One of these promotions, okay? We're going to throw out Bellator, PFL One, or Cage Warriors. Uh, we'll keep it to those four. Experiment with open scoring. Oh, Bellator One, PFL, Cage? or Cage yeah. Warriors? Not UFC. Not UFC. I feel like the one that could do it is one because they're going to Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'll say likely. All right. You're right. One would probably be the most yeah. likely to to try something. That would like, be great. Like I would love to see that. Imagine DJ's main event title fight at open scoring. That'd be amazing. DraftKings pulls its sponsorship with the UFC. Whoa. Because of Kraus? Yes. This becomes a, wow. a larger story in, in 2023, and the association with the UFC becomes too much for DraftKings. Wow. I'll say unlikely. Uh, I thought I thought you guys did a, a really tremendous job recapping that that whole story. Oh, thanks. It was like the first hour was all of your show. Um, it was it was a great job. Again, just taking like all of the different right. pieces and putting it together in a very easy to digest uh, fashion. Kevin Holland stops a crime from occurring. Just one. Yeah, just one. At least one. I'll say unlikely. Can't happen right. again. It's too I much. I think, think I'll have a quiet week. Okay, or a year. A year. Jake Paul teams with Logan at a WWE event. Ooh. To, to actually wrestle? Yes. Uh, not just a cameo appearance like we saw in yeah, Saudi yeah. Arabia. Does a match with Logan. By the way, what is the word on Logan? Like, could he wrestle at Mania or is it too, is it too soon? No, he's, his injury was not as bad as oh, really? expected. I, I could imagine him even popping up in, in the Rumble. Uh, You're kidding. Did yeah, he t- I, tear his ACL and all this stuff? It, it, I think that was the fear, and it was, it, it was, it was less. I, I, he didn't tear his ACL c- completely. Oh, so wow. I, I think he's gone for a year. No, I, I think it'll be 100% mania, and again, would not surprise me if they just want to load up the Rumble with... Who's the runner-up uh, for... Like, uh, sorry, who's, who's, who's the, the, the front-runner, sorry? Front runner for his mania opponent for Logan Paul. I, yeah. I haven't heard a name with him. Um, Who would you book him against? I mean, the, the way I would prefer is that Logan Paul be he a heel. Be the heel. Yes. Yeah, I, I think as a babyface, it's. I, I think the audience is, start, is starting certainly to come around because his performances have been tremendous um, so far. Like he has greatly exceeded them. Yeah. Uh, but he's just such a natural heel that I yeah. don't know why they, they fight this uh, as much as they do. Uh, we do need a payoff to the Miz thing, though, right? Like it just kind of I mean, ended. It, yeah. He turned on him and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Um. You you could certainly go back to the Miz stuff unless you just feel like Logan has. Uh, but the problem is, if you do the Miz that. stuff, he's the face. Yeah, and that and that's it. I mean, he is going to probably be a baby face when they when they return. I feel they will keep him in the in this role. They've they've just gone so much uh, to, towards this. Um, you know, if uh, I can certainly see like some kind of other celebrity involvement, I think that's the the appeal with Logan Paul. Do you think there's uh, any chance they do Logan versus Austin or something like that? Cena, Cena could be in that mix too. Yeah. Um, that's always a potential. Um, Any shot of Cena versus Austin? Uh, t- to me, that that would be a match I would I would heavily uh, consider. Have they ever wrestled? Have they no, ever been? In the they've field? never done it, and I think like this is probably your only chance to ever do that oh match. Oh my god, that would be. Can you imagine Cena, Austin, Rock, Roman? Yeah, um, that'd be the greatest 
I mean, Cena Austin night one, Rock Roman night two. I, I think they're just throwing everything at the wall for this mania. And if you don't end up getting Dwayne Johnson to have Austin, that's, you know, you, you have a chance to do something really big. And unlike last year, you can build up this Austin match like significantly. Like you yeah. really didn't know you were getting the match until <laughs> that night because uh, it was still like up in the air. But this you didn't year, know you were getting the match until it happened. I didn't think it was going to. Like this year, you you could do a proper program and build it up, and it's a year in the making since his last appearance. And you know, even Cena, like that's that's a huge, huge match to likely unlikely. Rock Roman. Uh, I'm going to lean ever so slightly unlikely. Ah, yeah, likely unlikely. Austin Cena. I'll go likely on that one. Sure. Oh well, all right. I can see it. Conor McGregor. Oh, wait. I didn't. Oh, oh you didn't answer this. Jake Paul and Logan. Uh, I'll say likely. Okay. Now that I know he's not as uh, seriously injured. Yeah, I, I would certainly uh, expect Logan on WrestleMania. Wow. Okay. Conor McGregor and Artem Lobov oh. settle their issues, release a non alcoholic spritzer, <laughs> water under the bridge. Oh, it's a great name. That is amazing. Uh, I'll say unlikely. Yeah. You got to give me a few dumb ones that you can that is easily good. say unlikely to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's stay on the the Paul front. Logan Paul wins a WWE championship. Any any title? Any in, any I'll title say, in WWE? I'll say likely. Okay. Paulo Costa wins the PFL middleweight tournament. Wow, I'll say unlikely. Patty Pimblett appears on the MMA Hour. <laughs> I'll say unlikely. Okay, we're we're get, we're getting to the end here. These are uh, a few last ones. Okay, of all the McMahons in combat sports, the only one to have a match or a fight this year is Sarah. <laughs> Vince, Shane, Stephanie, Linda, Paul Levesque does not count as a McMahon. Right. Uh, nor nor would he. Uh, you could you could throw him in there. He's not going to have a match this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So of the McMahons, Sarah, the only one to have a match or a fight this year. Likely. Okay. ESPN Plus raises the UFC pay-per-view oh. price next December. Oh, my God. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I'll say, I want to say unlikely. You know the price? It just stays flat here in Canada. It's great. Really? Sixty-four ninety-nine. And what is it on? Is it on uh, viewer's choice? It's on, uh, it's like distributed by like, Sportsnet pay-per-view, but it's yeah, you you, you just get it on your uh, cable Sports provider. Sportsnet pay-per-view, really? That's kind of the uh, I, I don't know all the all the all the technical, but that was a like how do was, you order it? I I order it on Fight Pass. Oh, you could use Fight Pass. I can use Fight Pass too to just buy oh. it straight off of there. Yeah. And how much is that? Uh, it's sixty-five, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I didn't know you could do Fight Pass in Canada. One question of on the nose provides an answer that exceeds one hour, 15 minutes, and 30 seconds. <laughs> was that what it was? Yes. Oh, my God. One answer uh, exceeds wow. that Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> uh, I'll say likely. A master class if you have ever seen it. I, I couldn't uh, – I mean, it was just a, uh, a carving unlike any other that you have served. Oh, my God. Okay, two more here, okay? I had to go deep. Are you ready? Yes. A sequel to the highly acclaimed children's book, Mirth Meets Earth, oh my is God. released. 
Didn't you ask me about Mirth Meets Earth already? Uh, maybe years ago. I feel like we've talked about Mirth Meets Earth. I that bought is... Mirth Meets Earth. Yes, yes. That is amazing. I gave it to my child when he was... Uh... We were actually talking about that. We, we, you, we actually have a photo with Mirth Meets Earth when you were up here and we did an interview with you, me, and That's Wei. That's right. In the hotel room. Yes. And then we went for Great uh, Mediterranean next door. Correct. Yes. Remember yeah, that? This is right by the, uh, well, the former Air Canada Center. Scotiabank yeah. Arena now. I was there for, it was the, oh God. It was December of 2019. I know that. What the hell? Was it 19 was, or was it a pay-per-view? Was it a UFC pay-per-view? No, because it was a, wait. Sorry, 2018, December okay, of 2018, 2018, because it was my last time doing like the pre and post for ESPN before the deal started in January. Right. Joanna fought Valentina, and the main event was, man, Max. Was it Max again? Yeah, it was Max against, it was a Max Masterclass. Maybe his last defense. Doesn't right? bother me. Uh, yeah, it was definitely Max. Uh, I'm blanking on this. This was, uh, oh, it was uh, the Ortega fight. Max Ortega, right. And yes. Valentina against Joanna, right? That's right. Valentina yeah. and, and Joanna. So I blanked on this one because uh, I wasn't credentialed, so I had to... Oh, uh, yeah. Screw that. Um, Look at this card here. Gunnar Nelson, Alex Oliveira, ooh. Tiago Santos, Jimmy Manoa. Oh, yeah. The late oh, also... Elias Theodoro on this card against Eric Anders, won by split decision. Alexander was... Rakic was in the fight pass opener that night. Wow. Against who? Devin Clark. Uh, I'll say likely. Okay. You might have inside knowledge. No, but I just feel like it's a kind of dick thing to say unlikely, you know? The parlay pals remain at three members all year long. <laughs> Poor Frankie. Uh, no, he'll be back. So you guys were going through a slump and then you cut out just, Frank and... I mean, it's a great storyline. You have to admit. I mean, <laughs> we go through the slump, we cut him out, then we go on the winning streak. Couldn't have scripted this any better. <laughs> I sent I sense his 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 uh, desire to be part of the the parlay pals. Oh event. yeah! So I hope he I hope muted us on our text opened. thread. It's a whole oh boy! Thing. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, that, that, do we stay at three all year? Oh no! I said unlikely. He'll be unlikely. Back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Frank gets back into the mix. Okay. Well, there you go. That is our list. That's the last one. That's amazing. That was the last one. <laughs> but for this tenth anniversary, we're oh, going to yeah. do a special game. This will be quick. We're not going to keep you uh, too long here. The game is very simple, Ariel. You have you have amassed a lot of relationships in this industry. Last year, we played uh, 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 green versus blue regarding their uh, text message versus oh yes. uh, uh, iPhone I forgot response. About that. that was great. I love that game. But this year's game is simply called <laughs> Naughty or Nice. Oh. Is this person on your naughty list or your nice list for their actions in 2022? For, for, okay, so for the previous year. You know what's for a the fun one? Year iMessage or like text versus WhatsApp is a fun one too. Oh, okay. WhatsApp. I love WhatsApp. It's oh, uh, WhatsApp is the best. But there's some people who are strictly WhatsApp communicators as opposed to other. You know, like the Europeans. Some of them don't use text. You know, what's a little weird is that in your phone book, like you can open up WhatsApp and you see who has it in your phone yeah. book. Yeah. I almost feel it's a little bit too aggressive to just message them out of nowhere on this other app that I've never communicated to them before. And just like, hey, I'm on WhatsApp. No, I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Uh, Um, All right. Naughty or nice. We're going to start off with Jake Paul. Naughty or nice in 2022. This is your 
Is list. it my relationship with them? Yes, yes. Oh, this not, okay. This is not them in general. This is you specifically. You have to put these under one column or the other. Um, I think he's been nice. You know, we had the uh, the little back and forth, clear 10-7. He, he backed off. So I think, I think he was nice. Is that the experience? Is that uh, people, you know, they it's, I mean, uh, <laughs> win or learn. That is the, uh, the mantra. They do, they do go quietly into the night for the most part. It is sometimes crickets. Eddie Hearn. Oh, to me? Uh, Many in-studio nice. appearances, sometimes withheld some news from you, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, he seems to great. be a good report. I enjoy. Actually, uh, they recently announced that they're coming back February 4th, so hopefully he'll stop by again. I enjoy uh, a good Eddie Hearn chat. You know what's happening on February 4th uh, is uh, not just the, the CBS card, but here in Toronto, they're screening Wrestling with Shadows with Paul Jay, the director. Wow. And they're bringing Brett in on like Zoom. Oh. I was like, really? Uh, anyway. That's um, pretty cool. Are you going to go? I might go. I might go to check that oh, out. I, one of my I favorite movies. I see the poster right there. I do, yeah. I do ha- I, it's hard to see here, but Brett signed it and put like uh, devil horns on Vince. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. And that's what he signed. Every poster he signed of these, he put the devil horns on, on Vince. Wow. Yeah. What a legend. Dylan Dennis. Oh, I was thinking, I was waiting for the question. Uh, pfft, clown. I mean, Naughty's being nice. Naughty's being nice, meaning like I'm being kind by calling him Naughty. Yeah, of course, Naughty. Yes. If you missed the... Uh... The, the sit-down interview. I encourage you to watch the whole thing, but if you are constrained by time, there is a two-minute best-of hits. Um, <laughs> it, this could have been an Ultimate Knockouts uh, release back in the day. On, the crazy on thing is he thinks he got the best of me. He thinks he actually came out looking good, which is truly bizarre. This, the sunglasses line was... Uh, that, that seemed to be the one that stuck with a lot of people. Okay. Um, Larry David, shout out. Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know... I'm still not quite sure what happened there. I'll say this. I'm, I'm going to put Pat in the... Okay, this is personal, right? This is personal. Yes. This is not this his... Is, this is you. This is not reflective. I'm of, putting uh... Pat in the in the naughty list, if only because I saw him at uh, Money in the Bank. And we took a selfie, and he cleared up sort of why I've been, I guess, at this point, blackballed from his show, and... As he was leaving, I've never said this before. As he was leaving, he said, you're going to be on soon. We're going to fix this. Ooh, and I July. said, hey. Yeah. Did he tell you he was going to UFC that night? With Vince no. McMahon? No. That was a very interesting appearance. That was weird. As that was in the, in the midst of the whole scandal. Yeah. I think it was very, um, I think, strategic of uh, putting Vince uh, that he is moving on from all of this. I thought oh, it was yeah? just interesting, the the whole way that, that played Yeah, out. it was weird. I mean, that whole week was kind of funny because of them both being in the same you know city, which is super, super rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and WWE having to move from Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. That's what they booked first. And then it was to go crazy. To the, the whole thing was crazy. Venue. Yeah. Uh, I know this one, uh, your interview was not this year, but I'm still going to put her on the list. Sasha Banks. <laughs> I mean, I, I had one interaction with her, and it was after she won – at Mania, I interviewed them backstage, her and Naomi, when... Um, That's right. That's right. They won the tag titles. And, and, and someone told me, one of the producers at BT told me it was her first time winning at Mania. She was like 0 for 7. So if, to me, she was nice. Like, she didn't bring up, she spoke to me, so I can't put her on the naughty list. Yeah. I, I, I Believe me, I've had enough experiences that I, I give 
a lot of them a pass when they come on and it's so many of them they're like they're just wired that way you see when now that wwe is experimenting with these press conferences and they come in it's like i feel a lot of these talents they don't know what they're doing like is this it's airing on the wwe youtube it's like is this am i playing the miz or am i supposed to be yeah those ones are yeah those those are a work in progress i do like them i mean i i often find that the most interesting aspect of those are when triple h speaks or you know tony speaks right like when when the boss speaks because he can determine um i do think it's a nice new wrinkle to the business uh and by the way i don't dislike her for that it was just a crappy interview like isn't it's not personal right um i don't even think she knows who i am to be honest so i wish she gets on the nice list uh true jordy (laughs) true jordy that's an interesting one i mean not a great year for him towards the end are you referring to our tweet back and forth uh, yes, yes. He yeah. uh, he gave his analysis of the, the Patty Pimblett situation. Yeah, I That's... thought it was pretty whack, if you ask me. He called me disingenuous. I think he was trying to play both sides, but I felt like he was more on that side, so I'll put him on the naughty list. I mean, I just, again, I don't think he had his facts right. And then he was claiming that I don't ask Connor the same questions. Like, what are you talking about, man? I feel you're going to get me, more. by the way. He DM'd okay. me, by the way, to like be like, bro, I'm a fan. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm a fan, too. But like, what are you calling me disingenuous for? Like, what, what, what was I disingenuous about? He actually said, by the way, that he misused that word. Okay. I mean. I'm waiting for the public it. apology. Darren Till. Naughty. Not cool. Yeah, I won't forget was... it. Ariel, Ariel remembers. Yes. Okay, this this one, like, I, I don't know what the answer will be here. Matt Sarah. I mean, is there an irrelevant category? Um, no, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, he's just, like, irrelevant to me. Um, man, you know, some people just change. Uh, but we're cool. I have, no, I have no issues with Matt, so, I mean, nice. By the way, I don't mean he's irrelevant to the world of MMA, like, to my life. Like, I have no connection. This is all specific to you. Yeah. Uh, but I'll say nice because, you know, it, by the way, is UFC filtered still a thing? I'm not even making a joke here. I, I, I would be the wrong person to. Okay. I, I don't see tweets about it. If it is, God bless. When you dubbed it that, like that has been like a, an earworm <laughs> for me where it's just like I can't not think of you renaming yeah. uh, it, it as well. But I, I do hope for the day one more time when joining us on Skype, Ariel. Uh, Sarah, I mean. I, you, you guys had great, great we did. rapport we did. with one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you're putting him down as a uh, nice, nice. Okay, uh, Josh the Punk Thompson. Ah, was that this year? The back and forth, or I think it was end of last year. That being said, naughty. Another guy, like just. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Jeff Blair. Jeff Blair, I think I'm be- I'm in his good graces. We're cool. I mean, he doesn't have me on the show, but he doesn't do a show. He does baseball only. Yeah. Um, no, we're cool. Five five ninety has seen so many changes. Yeah. I mean, you know who's the star at five ninety? By the way, like their number one star that I don't. I think they should use him more. Is J D. Bunkus? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know J D. Bunkus? I don't know him personally. No, he's he's doing the morning show. He was morning. Well, first he was on the. Dude, good they show. they changed their morning show. I know. Like, I then he went clothes. morning show. Now he's on. I think at ten. His show is called the J.D. Bunkus Podcast, which I told him I hate. It's on the radio and it's called the J.D. Bunkus Podcast. I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> they just call it the J.D. Bunkers show and then make a podcast of it. Anyway, I think he's the best. He's also a wrestling MMA guy too, so he's their okay. best guy in my opinion. A few more here. Tony Khan. <laughs> uh, to me, I'll say naughty. I mean, it was – what did you think of the interview by the way? 
to be honest, um, so you, I, I knew you were interviewing him and I got your opinion of the interview before I heard it. So yeah. I, I was kind of colored by that. I thought you were harder on it that you can take certain parts and I'm sure you can have that opinion. I thought you got more out of him than a lot of interviews that I have heard uh. with, with Tony Khan, uh, especially towards the end when he was speaking about Nick Khan. So I listened to it and it was like there was there was stuff in here that, that you could take from. But I can also understand the frustration. And I, I think many people can sympathize with you that like Tony Khan is not going to uh, disclose stuff. And it's very frustrating at, at times where he is just it a fortress. Just, it was so easy to dance around some of that stuff like oh, da, 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 da. Uh, but this should be like I'm not going to talk about that in like a defiant way. And then the whole thing of. You know, go, go read that tweet. What's that tweet? It was just like it felt very chi- childish, you know? Well, it was uh, – th- does he go down on the naughty list this year? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. We will see. And then I saw know. a tweet where he's like – someone said something about Ariel not having grace, and he's like, you can't buy that. I don't know what it was. I was like, what are you doing, man? You, 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 you got bigger fish to fry. Tito Ortiz. To me? Um, yeah, you personally. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I keep having to. Uh, nice, no, no, no interactions. This is this is like a good uh, size on on both sides here. You have not just yeah, uh, we're good. We've done been, one direction. It's it's, been, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, ceasefire. Okay, Brendan Schaub. Where are we what, at? What do you think? I see. I would have believed as of uh, like a month ago. I feel but, you might have leaned nice. I think like the, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, there yeah. was a ceasefire. Yeah, uh, but th- but then all of a sudden you reignited it. Uh, well, I shouldn't say you you he, he you, you were the- you were reacting, and yeah. um, uh, I, I I imagine this is going where, where people uh, assume it is going. Tell so you, we will, we will put you down for that. Uh, two more here, okay? Patty Pimblet. I mean, easiest one. Just I th- <laughs> that that interview is going to age so poorly on so many different fronts. It's just an amazing thing. Um, yeah, obviously one of the, one of the, in all my years of, of doing this now, like one of the more disappointing turn of events, right? Like a guy that you have a relationship with that is like a rock solid relationship that evolves into this. What a week. Yeah. That was one where I, I basically seen no one like significantly like argue the opposite side. Like it was such a, Like the receipts you produced, I mean, can you like? Is a lot of that just spur of the moment? What was going into that oh. response? Because, dude, that was like, um, like you need like uh, an accounting firm to back up. No, like, it was that. super easy. I mean, by the way, I didn't have a lot of time either, right? Because I saw no, this, that this, a- this was out that morning, the morning yeah. of your shit. It's and not I even saw like it. it was the day before or something. A and B, I saw it later. Like I saw it at. N- 9 15 a.m my show's at one uh and as i said pt texts me i'm about to go on the peloton for 25 30 minutes so and then i usually leave at like 10 15 then i drive and so when i went on the so when i saw it i'm like i'm not even thinking about this it really started the thoughts started to go in my mind at like 10 15 um on the one hour drive to the studio so i don't know it just all kind of flowed out i didn't really have a lot of time to think about it and the last one. This is this is an oldie, and we just we just want an update on on where it is. Wow, Hector Lombard. Wow, Hector Lombard, UFC one forty nine. 
top 10 most terrifying moments of my life. Um, no, nice. No interactions. So we're all good. Well, there you go. A, a balanced, naughty or nice list uh, from Ariel Hawani, which I would expect nothing less from. Yeah. I mean, there's some that would just be, uh, oh, nice, 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 nice. No, we, no. We, we, get, we get, we get, uh, of course. I think more naughties here than nices. So, anyway. Oh, really? I, I think so here. We got uh, two, four, six, eight, eight, Co- eight naughties. Couple that you missed that I'm surprised about. Any, any you want to add to, add no, to the band? I mean, I mean, uh, there's a couple. You know, Tony Schiavone took a shot or two. Which, uh, you know, it's all good. I'm not sure about this. You, uh, you, you I, did I, catch some ammo in in the pro wrestling world this, this past year. Yeah, but I feel like for the most part, okay. I saw Cornette had my back. No, there, there, I, I I didn't hear Cornette, Cornette's response. Cornette had a whole breakdown. Um, yeah, Schiavone was, but I mean, he worked for him, right? The guy. <laughs> The guy was doing uh, high school football for two decades before he was brought back. Like, what is he going to do? Defend me or him? Come on. He was well, doing the local weather in Marietta, Georgia, for goodness sakes. Ariel Hawani, uh, <laughs> <laughs> may the bridges you burn light your path in the future, as a, as a wise man once said. Uh, it is a brand new year. And Ariel, thank you. So, you know, that, that first year we did this, it was like 15 minutes of just likely or unlikelies that I literally came up with at the top of my head because on wow. my way to the studio that day, it just came to me like, let's change this up a bit instead of a standard interview. And I came up with this game and I just uh, threw them at you off the top of my head. And now it's uh, here's an hour and 20 minutes later. And one time we did it as I was driving home from Bristol in the middle of the night. It was dark. I mean, we you talked about you going through multiple regimes. I, too, have gone through multiple regimes. With this you've, show. you've gone through uh, a, lo- a lot of changes, but the one constant has been your appearances here where oh, yeah. you yeah. have never turned this down. You have always nope. uh, come back. We greatly appreciate your, uh, you know, not not just the man that headlined the first and to this point only post podcast day, but also uh, a hallmark here with the yet to be invited show. to the Christmas special, though. People have mentioned this to me. Yeah, you uh, you were invited uh, last year and, and did appear on the, uh, on the yeah, Christmas show. Don't recall that. Was I on the Christmas special? You were on it, yes. Because uh, you had pointed this <laughs> why out. Why did I get? Why did I get invited back? I, ex- I have explained this to you in the past that I felt like the double invite is pushing mm. my luck a bit too much. Not um, only that, didn't get invited to the uh, anniversary special in Newark, which I contributed to. But we uh, can save that discussion for a different day. Listen, I'm not going to bring up these things. Who, you know, you being on the naughty list that you didn't ask about. Um, I mean, was there not a thing? Hey, naughty or nice, Robert Pearson. Oh yeah, my guy. <laughs> of course, nice. A, a wonderful man, the man yes. who put together our our anniversary special. Oh yeah, the, legend. Uh, the beautiful Newark, New Jersey. Yes, uh, I didn't see you at Full Gear. I was not at Full Gear. Uh, I was too bothered by the fact that I wasn't invited to the anniversary show before, so I felt embarrassed. I did go to an AEW event, by the way. You went to uh, Grand Slam, Arth- Arthur Ashe. Yeah. Would you? Would you I go don't get, again? I don't get any credit for that. What time did you get out of there that night? Uh, did I stay for the entirety of Rampage negative? Yeah, it, I was there. It, I, I left after the Action Bronson match. It ended at about like twelve forty. Yeah, it was ridiculous on a Wednesday night. That's, and it was that's like tough. an hour and a half from my home. It was crazy. Uh, uh, I wonder how many wrestling shows you get to this year. Obviously, with the, with the exclusive that you have uh, re-upped yeah. with BT Sport. I mean, yeah, run uh, with that. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, you make your way to Saudi Arabia. Um, no, no, I didn't go to. It's usually like uh, Rumble, Mania, you know, Money in the Bank, blah, blah, blah. You know, the big ones, SummerSlam. Survivor Series, I didn't go to. 
Oh, but that was a weird time. It was uh, Thanksgiving. That's true. So yeah. maybe I will see you in Montreal. Maybe. I put it uh, as a 50-50 at the moment. I actually would like to go. Um, and it's during President's Day weekend here in the States, I think. But I'm not sure yet. All right. Well, Ariel, we uh, we have kept you long enough. Thank you so much uh, for doing this for the last 10 years. And, yes. Uh, I hope that you will return once again next year. We will revisit all of these predictions for the year. We will see who is naughty or nice over the next year. And and who comes at the king? You best not miss. That's right. Ariel Helwani. Amen. Mr. 10-7 himself. And that is going to wrap up the MMA Prediction Show.